Directional high-pitched sounds, grinding noises, vibrations that lead to dizziness, headaches, balance problems, ringing in the ears, nosebleeds, concentration and speech problems with permanent hearing loss, strange symptoms from Cuba. strange illness first struck U.S. and Canadian diplomats to the Caribbean island. It happened a few years ago. The cause is unknown. The mysterious health attacks are showing up elsewhere now. A U.S. security official reportedly sickened outside the White House last year. Other similar cases showing up in England and China. A second White House employee also struck with the strange attack while walking her dog across the river in Arlington, Virginia. Is this an outcome of modern-day spying? The Cuban government says it's not us. Is it Russia? Is it China? A U.S. team traveled to Cuba and couldn't reach a definitive conclusion. Some things are hard to explain. Others more easy. The gospel keeps growing in Cuba. More people every day coming to Christ. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Christ in Cuba's Pandemic. This week, we've been talking about Cuba and the challenges that they've been facing. Today, we're going to talk about how it was already hard to get sick in the country due to a lack of medicine. But now, with COVID breaking out, things are even more hard. In a moment, we'll be joined again by our Cuba radio program speaker, Dan Warren. And we'll also talk with a doctor who's seen firsthand how hard it is to practice medicine in the country. But of course, we're not going to just share bad news today. No, we're going to talk about how the good news is reaching Cuba through our program called El Faro de Redención, which booms across the island each day from a 500,000-watt radio station located on an island near Cuba. The light of the gospel keeps shining in, and fruit is born. Even in the face of scarcities, quarantines, and church closures, God is using Christian radio through Haven Ministries to encourage the church and preach the gospel to the 11.5 million people on the island. Would you become a missionary with us to Cuba? We're now up to a challenge match of $60,000, a lot more since just Monday. Call us after the program. Help us to meet this challenge. 50, 500, 5,000, somebody sent 3,000 yesterday. Whatever you can send, will help us meet this challenge. Would you call us after the program? And the number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch the new video we've put up and make your challenge match at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Very soon, we'll be joined by Dan Warren, our Spanish speaker and the director of our Spanish programming. But first... Let's begin our program with music in English as well as Spanish by Hillsong Worship. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Yeah. 
Welcome to Haven Today and Christ in Cuba's Pandemic. That's our series that we're in this week. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. And joining me again today is the director of our Spanish program, El Faro de Redención, Dan Warren. Dan, thanks for joining me again. Charles, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. And since we have a Spanish speaker with us now, I'll let you tell us what we heard in Spanish from Hillsong Worship. That was Hillsong en Español, Mi Roca, and Cornerstone in English. Well, Dan, you're going to join us again with a message, so stand by. We've been talking about Christ in Cuba's pandemic. We've been painting a picture this week of the reality of suffering in Cuba. And part of that picture we want to talk about today is the shortage of medicine and the reality of physical suffering due to a pandemic that's like a darkness that just doesn't seem to lift in Cuba. At least for now, there seems no end in sight. I want you to hear from my good friend and really the person who wore me down until we finally visited Cuba for the first time and saw what the Lord is doing there in the first place. Dr. Walter Foreman is in Florida. And Walt, thank you for joining us again here on Haven Today. Oh, very glad to do it and uh, glad to talk to you again. Well, you know, Walt, it only took you about seven years, uh, and then you got us an invitation. We went in, and that really is is what led to us starting El Fado when the radio station went on the air and we could. You've been taking medicines into Cuba uh, through the years that you've been traveling. I guess you've been going in for probably a dozen years or something like that. Why don't you just talk to us about what you will take in when you go in, and what is the need there in the country? Well, medical needs are indescribable when we look at our medical situation. But when we go down there, uh, uh, we try to always take down the simplest things you can get at any uh, any uh, pharmacy, such as aspirin or uh, Tylenol, cough drop, Band-Aids, anything because whatever you take down there, they do not have. They just can't get it. If they had all the money in the world down there, they still couldn't get it. It's just not available. So everybody, all team members, whenever we go down, we do try to take um, things down that uh, simple and useful and anybody can get. It's been a real help because we, we let the churches give it out, and again, then that allows the churches to reach out to community uh, rather than us reaching out to community. Well, you know, Walt, I'm thinking you got me started doing this. And in fact, most everybody from our team who goes in, we go to Goodwill, we buy a used suitcase. I try to go on Seniors Day and I could get it at half price. So usually for about $5, I can get a suitcase and I fill it full of everything you've told me about. Uh, We've taken in prenatal vitamins, too. But even bars of soap like hotel soap and and shampoo, you, 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 you. You can't buy soap easily, especially right now in this past year. Doesn't that surprise you that, uh, you know, that would be the case in Cuba? And does any particular story come to mind of one time when you took things in and they were needed? I I have a story that I I hope people can understand how bad it is. It kind of points it out that we're taking um, all the traditional things that we take down there and handing them out, but we I like to hand them out to the church, like I say, so the church can hand them out to the people in need, because we don't know who needs them more than the other. And also it gives the church an opportunity to reach out to the community. Well, this particular time, this church had a uh, pediatrician. 45 years she had been a pediatrician in Cuba, in the wealthiest town in Cuba. This wasn't some little village. This was like the Palm Beach of Cuba. 
So 45 years, she'd been a pediatrician. We were handing her out all this stuff. And uh, my wife had a bag of cough drops, simple little cough drops, gave it to her. She just couldn't believe it. She, she had never once ever seen a cough drop. Mm. And she was so excited about mm. it. So she said, we can't keep that down here and hand it to the churches. We've got to take it up to the ENT specialist in uh, Havana so they can give out the cough drops to people that need them there. And uh, we just couldn't believe what she was saying. But mm. I, I think that's a nutshell what medicine in Cuba is. That was in the good times, and now it's worse, you know. Well, and, and the strange thing, Walt, is is Cuba has the highest per capita number of doctors. They have more doctors in Cuba than all of Africa, and yet they don't have any medicine. In fact, that's Cuba's number one way to make money right at this time, as I understand it. Uh, they don't have any agriculture really going out. They don't have any tourism, which used to be great. What they do, they send doctors all around uh, third world countries, and those countries pay Cuba for these doctors. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's a financial uh, thing that Cuba's been using to bring money in because everything else is bust. You know? mm. Dr. Walter Foreman in Florida, thank you for joining us. Thank you for getting us going into Cuba in the first place. And uh, stick around. I want you to pray in a little bit. Okay, thank you. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. We're talking about Cuba all week. And back again on the program is our Cuba speaker, Dan Warren. Dan, we just heard from a good friend of the ministry, Walt Foreman. He's a medical doctor in Florida, but he's been into Cuba many more times than we have for a lot more years. Well, we're also in touch with doctors and medical workers in Cuba who are on the front lines of the pandemic. And things are pretty dire right now. And I know, like me, you just want to fix things. But it's hard to know where to even begin. So, Dan, how do you wrestle with that as you're doing what you do every day, preaching the gospel, sending it into Cuba by way of radio on El Fado? You know, Charles, it's something I have to always remind myself. You know, when I hear of shortages of this or that, food, medicine in this case, since that's what we've been discussing today, I mean, my heart goes out to my friends in Cuba, and I just want to solve that need. I want to go down to the pharmacy and buy up all the cough drops and allergy medications and anything else and just fix it, you know? But I think this is an area where we all have to remember uh, that the Lord hears the cry of His people. And I'm thinking about that time in Exodus when the Lord's people were undergoing immense suffering. In Exodus 2, right at the end, they're crying out to the Lord. And we read that God hears their cries. He remembers His promises. And then it ends, so God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. I have to remember, I think we all have to remember that our calling may not be to solve every problem, but nothing is out of God's control. Nothing escapes His knowledge. He sees and He remembers and He knows. But we can be faithful to our calling, and that is to take people to Jesus the Healer, a story that I remember that encourages me and I think should encourage all of us in moments like this, is the story of the paralytic and his friends. You can read the story in Mark chapter 2, when this man was lame, unable to walk, and his friends take him to Jesus the Healer. They can't make it through the crowd, so what do they do? They climb on the roof and they cut a hole. They lower Mm. the man down on his bed into the center of the room. And that's incredible faith in the power of Jesus. It shows a recognition of their inability to fix the situation. They have faith in Jesus. I actually think that in this story, it's more than just a miracle that shows the power of Jesus. I think it teaches us about the true nature of faith. I don't know if these friends had saving faith in Jesus, but... 
they illustrate saving faith. In bringing this man to Jesus, they illustrate for us the nature of faith that saves. Mm. Well, Dan, that certainly is true faith. And we saw it in that biblical account, a story of a healing from Capernaum. But uh, true faith believes that Jesus truly is the answer still today. We just don't take a sick person to anybody. We take them as Christians to Jesus because we believe that Christ can solve anyone's physical suffering and believing that Jesus truly is the answer. And that's a mark of true faith, I think. And it also shows us that true faith will get us to Jesus no matter what, uh, no matter the cost. These friends are prepared to cut a hole in a stranger's roof to get to Jesus. It was a costly act on their part. No doubt they would get the bill for the roof repairs. There would be some price to pay. And that's the same with faith in Jesus. The salvation we receive from Jesus is free, absolutely and totally free. But there is a cost to pay following Jesus. Well, we've heard that so many times, haven't we, Dan? Time and again, Cuban brothers and sisters talk about the price they've paid and careers they've had to give up and good standing in their communities and even breaking free from the chains of witchcraft, Santeria, and all of the spiritual opposition they face just to come to Jesus. Faith says, I don't care what it's going to cost me. I'm going to the one where free grace is found. That's absolutely right. And the story encourages me and our work through El Fado because of what happens next in the story. Yes, Jesus heals the man, but in doing so, he makes a powerful point about the greatest thing that he can do, and it's healing us from the disease of sin. Mark 2, verses 4 and 5, we read, Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Charles, he forgave his sins. Mm. Their faith is this living picture, Mm. right, of what saving faith is. And Jesus saves this man before he even deals with the physical problem they came to see Jesus about. That's what keeps me going when I can't see any way to fix all of the physical problems beyond what little we're able to do. And we have done through partnering with Mercy Ministries in Cuba, helping with things like food and clean water and eyeglasses, for example. But by staying faithful to our mission to shine the light of Christ from all of Scripture for all of Cuba, this gospel message from all of Scripture, we get to see men and women with all kinds of physical problems and all kinds of economic struggles and everything else. We get to see them receive the greatest gift of all, freedom from eternal condemnation, freedom from the righteous judgment of God on sin, because we're bringing people to Jesus. Mm. And you're sharing with us something you've preached and preach every day into Cuba. And I'm recalling by his wounds, Isaiah says, by his wounds, we are healed. That's absolutely right. The teachers of the law who should have known Isaiah, they didn't like this. Uh, The Pharisees didn't look highly on this man claiming to just forgive sins just like that, just by saying the words. They thought, who does this guy think he is? We see it says, now some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier? To say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. 
He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. That's who Jesus is. There's a twist here, because just saying the words your sins are forgiven seems like nothing, but it's everything. And if the one who says that can turn and tell a lame man to take up his bed and walk, well, then they aren't just words, are they? Hmm. Well, and that's the word of the Lord, the power of his word, forgiveness that Jesus not only speaks, but then he went on and sacrificed himself to give to everyone who comes to him. Right, Dan? That's absolutely right. It's the light of Christ in this story, and it's the light of Christ we're shining every day on El Faro de Redención, Redemption Lighthouse. We're taking people in their greatest need, the need of forgiveness, forgiveness from sins, and we're taking them to Jesus, the healer, and even greater than this, Jesus, the forgiver of sins. Mm. Amen, my brother Dan. Amen. And I think this would be the perfect time to head back to Florida. We asked Dr. Walter Foreman to stay with us and pray for Cuba. Walt, uh, I think you're still on with us. Do you mind leading us in prayer right now and pray for Cuba and pray for the gospel? So let's pray. Dear Lord, from a country that got all kind of medicines to a country that doesn't have anything, we just pray for them, Lord. We pray for them during pandemic. We pray for uh, food to be found for these people, medicine to be found for these people. And Lord, we just pray that continued work of the Holy Spirit the Spirit is building the church, and the gate to hell can't stop it. And uh, we just thank you so much for the spiritual growth going on there over the last 10 years. And we just pray that we will continue, but also the physical needs and the medical needs will be met by you. Only you are the great physician. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me.
This is Haven Today, and we're going to Cuba all of this week, talking about what's going on there. And Dan, give it to me in Spanish as well as English, what we just heard. A familiar worship song in English and Spanish, that was Vine a Adorarte, or Here I Am to Worship. The Spanish version was Vision Juvenil with Marcela Gandara, and that was Christy Knuckles and Eric O'Donnell in English. Mm. I'm so thankful to have you on with me, and a special thanks to Dr. Walter Foreman for joining us on the program today. Well, Dan, think about what's been happening with me here for just the past few decades. Well, since the Cuban Revolution in 1959, it's not been easy to get to Cuba. Um, right now, it's nearly impossible thanks to COVID and the government lockdown there. We just can't visit right now, but together we can be missionaries in Cuba and share Christ through Haven's El Fado broadcast, blanketing Cuba every night. And if you're listening to us right now, maybe this is the first day this week you've listened to the program. Your gift today can help stoke the fires of the greatest revival in the Western Hemisphere. We have this $60,000 challenge match, and your gift today will be part of a significant gospel outreach. So why don't you come to our website right now? And if you can spare the time to do that, watch the new Cuba video that we've posted. And then make your match to the challenge gift that we have right now when you visit haventoday.org. Once again, our website that you can go to and watch the video is haventoday.org. Or if it's a little easier, just call us right now. And our number to call is 800-654-2836. That's 800 800- 65 Haven. And if you wanted to, but didn't get to last week, we still have the five-pack and single copies of the DVD called American Gospel, Christ Alone. You can ask about that when you call, or you can get it online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me with Dan Warren. Won't you come back again tomorrow, when again we'll be sharing together the great story for Cuba and the whole world, the story that's all about Jesus. Here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The story of shame starts early. My daughter never forgets vivid childhood memories, throwing up on a school bus riding home, or the time when she was taunted by fifth grade bullies. Even as adults, shame can still plague our lives. We can fear if our flaws are revealed, people around can scorn us. 
Jesus experienced shame on the cross. He was naked when others gambled for his clothes. He was spit on, mocked, whipped, and then nailed for all to see. But he didn't shrink back. In fact, he shamed shame. When he died and was raised, shame was rendered powerless. When shame seeks to control your life today, you can overcome by looking to Jesus' victory on your behalf. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.